brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Larry Levine, self-taught in criminal law and tired of seeing people getting ripped off or burned by the system, is ready to talk one-on-one with you. It's not about who's right or wrong. It's who's a better liar. And now the host of Street Justice, Larry Levine. Welcome back to Street Justice with Larry Levine on BBM Global Networks and on PirateRadio.network. We're talking to Larry Alger, who is the publisher of the Justice News Network, also a political activist. And we've got Mary on from North Carolina, who knows a lot about the justice system herself and injustice in America. Mary is a judicial activist who's involved in some legal issues herself in the federal court system. So, welcome back to the show. We've got uh, about another 50 minutes to go. So, Larry, I mean, where is all this leading right now? What's next on the horizon for the Democratic Party and for Bernie? Well, you know, for me, it's not about the Democratic Party. It's about the coalitions that are trying to find each other, like Brand New Congress, um, to come together to really create uh, an un- non-corrupt uh, political avenue because the DNC is so corrupt. That, you know what? They're more corrupt than, than, the, than the Republicans because at least the Republicans stand up and say what they're going to do. You know? Hillary's now talking, yeah. oh, yeah, TPP, no fracking, all this. And that's total bullshit. You know, she's in the pocket of the, of the of the banks and the oil companies, right? And and totally, she helped write the DPP. You know, that was the gold standard. You know, you can't believe a word that woman says. She will stand there and she will lie to us, tell us anything they think that we want to hear. That's why the the DNC is actually worse than the Republicans. At least the Republicans tell their truth. It's crazy. It's out there. But, you know, that's that's their story and they're sticking to it. Uh, the corruption in the DNC is is in systematic, you know, it's systemic. And they lie about I look, it. I was looking at the brand new Congress Facebook. They've got over 32,000 members, but then they've got ones in different states, too. Yep. And there's a guy named Zach Exley, and he's... He's really helping to spearhead the Western United States. Um, nice guy. I've met him on numerous occasions. 
I've shot some video for them, and um, and and they believe they know they're what they're doing is right. They're looking for justice. You know, they're look they're looking for somebody's vote to matter. And you know, Mr. Levine, I'm a I'm a Vietnam era vet, okay. And the people that didn't make it back home from Southeast Asia that I grew up with, this is treason to me what they're doing because every one of those people died. Or the guys that I stand in line with at the VA, you know, that they've had a leg blown off, or you know, they're just wasted from the IEDs. This is this betrays them. This treason betrays them when people go to the polls and their votes are thrown away, or or their votes are whited out. This is treason, Mr. Levine. That's what this is. And you know, hey, as far as I'm concerned, uh, traitors deserve a blindfold in the firing squad. But you know. So you're saying you know, essentially God. that, you know, when you join the military, you become a government official, you take an oath that you will yep. protect it, defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So and it that sounds, doesn't end with your DD-214. Well, no, it doesn't. I remember when I was in custody and I had a staff member fucking with me and I reminded him, I said, you know, I took an oath to protect and defend the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I never gave that oath up. So what you're doing here, right. you're in violation of a similar oath that you took. And I said, based on that, we could call you a traitor to the United States. And he says, well, you broke the law. You're in violation of the Constitution. I says, well, not really. Because the Constitution, nowhere in it does it tell you that you need to follow the law. It doesn't. It doesn't say be an honest person. And it, it enumerates none of the laws that they convicted you of breaking. None. No, Zero. It doesn't. Zip. Sad but true. No. And, and that's what we're up against, man. This is organized treason and an overthrow of the government of the United States by trying to take the presidency through fraud. You know, why am I pissed? Because, because I'm a patriot, man. I'm a vet. And I, I see these guys, and I'll tell you, I got into this re really heavy when I, when I videotaped that stuff down in San Diego with those ballots being whited out. That's where my, my fire was really lit. I said, oh, no, they can't be doing this. What is the result of that? What was the result? I didn't know about that. What was the result of that? Well, the the, the result is an ongoing process, and it involves a, a very, very high-powered legal team uh, in San Diego and San Francisco, and I'm really not able to talk about specifics at this point in time of, of where they are in the process because I don't want to give okay. anything away to Michael Boo. Speaking of Michael Vu, that name, that guy, Michael Vu, is the registrar of voters in San Diego, California. And that guy was the, was the registrar of voters in Cuyahoga County in 2004, you know, where you pressed the, the, the voting machine, you pressed Kerry, and it came up Bush. That's wow. the SOB that, would, that did that shit back there. And while his underlings were getting fired and going to jail, 
this guy beat it out of Ohio and somehow wound up with a job in San Diego, California at $10,000 a year more than he was making in Ohio. And hey, I've been to Ohio and I've, and I've been to San Diego. And I'll tell you, San Diego is where you want to be compared to Ohio, any place in Ohio. But um, it, that's amazing. what's up with that? It gets, it How did he change? And, and now his crew is whiting out ballots in San Diego. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, you know, get get too wild. But no, it's crazy. amazing that you get accused of that and then you move over. You just get another job doing the same thing. Because there's two sets of justice for the haves and the haves not. Right. Just like Debbie Wasserman Smith. She gets booted out of the chair of the uh, uh, the DNC, right? And what happens? She gets hired as campaign manager by Hillary. She gets promoted. And I, that's, I don't understand that. Is that my thought process when I saw that was she knows too much because when uh-huh. in a normal situation someone would be fired, but you can't fire somebody who knows too much. How about so not just fire? Like, how about promote them or with put a, a bullet in their head? She should be charged with a Larry? crime for that. Right. Who? Well, obviously she knows Watson, too much. You know, they had to keep her in- yes. Yeah. Well, if if she ever gets if she ever gets indicted and goes in, she, that's a death sentence for her. They'll kill her. Most certainly will. What, what, what would her charge be? What 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 would her charge be? I have no idea. Could be election fraud. When she... Well, it's not a government government position. Money laundering. They laundered $100 million in illegal contributions. Okay, so now you have a conspiracy (laughs) because she didn't do it by herself. No, it would have to right. be a conspiracy. It'd be a conspiracy to defraud. It would be a conspiracy with her being the chief person in the conspiracy. Leader so how did Michael Vu just be looking at? A Mary how leader Michael manager organizer. What was that, sir? Leader manager organizer is what it would be. Yeah, leader she yeah, leader man she'd be the leader manager. Okay. It'd be two points for her. <laughs> But what would she be? I mean, it would be a conspiracy. What? What would that be? Eighteen money laundering. I mean, you know, it, it would probably be Mary. The, the conspiracy would be in eighteen three seventy one. Money laundering would yeah. probably be under the racketeering under eighteen USC nineteen. But then it would also come under wire fraud and other. You, you could add the yeah, wire, there'd be a I mean, whole bunch. The money came from all over the United States. And then you could add a lot of charges. Was, well, hold on. Then, because there was multiple participants and multiple, and multiple counts, people, over 100 people defrauded, that'd be several more points. She, she could essentially get like a 40-year sentence if they stacked, That's what I was thinking. stacked it all on her. Yeah. I mean, that's or she could wind up like that kid in, in D.C. with two in the back of the brain. You know what I think will happen to her? I think she'll wander off and disappear and change her hair color and end up in the Philippines. Or that, or a pine <laughs> box or a burlap sack. Yep. Yeah. 
But I think she'll just, I think that the heat will be so much on her that she'll, you know, ha, you know, she'll quit to go look after her ailing mother or something and we'll never hear from her again because I don't, I don't see why they, I don't see how they can indict her on some type of conspiracy. Well, who's the victim? You could say Bernie Sanders is the victim. Oh, okay. Here's no. Here's the victim. Okay. Here's here's the victim. There is a um, a law firm down in Florida that has a class action lawsuit going because it turns out that these twenty seven dollar um, donations that Bernie got that amounted to two hundred thirty million bucks, right? Oh, I saw that. I the saw DNC that. was the DNC. The DNC was siphoning off money off of that through Act Blue. Yes, and actually funneling to the Hillary campaign. Yes. So you're saying they and stole money all, that was donated to Sanders and gave it to Hillary? Yeah. And there but is a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't Talk tell you the name of the the law firm off the top of my head, but I uh, saw it. I saw it advertised. I saw the I saw the um, that there was a lawsuit. Yep. Well, there's your blatant fraud right there. Mm-hmm. And where is the Department of Justice? Where is the Department of Justice on this one? Well, you know, I'll tell you, Loretta Lynch has got those grandkids that she doesn't want to see have a problem. You know, it's on one hand, you almost want to see Trump get elected because you know that the Trump Justice Department would go after him. Just to burn them all. Yep. I wish I could trust Trump. the The Republicans are crazy, but at least they're straightforward in about their craziness. You know, they ain't a bunch of sh- uh, wolves in sheep's clothing like the DNC. That's something yeah. to think about, isn't it, Mr. Levine? It is. Yeah. The, I mean, the I, Democratic I gotta... Party is much worse than the Republican Party as far as Before corruption Before I goes. went into custody, I was a Republican. While I was in custody, I kind of changed my views and I became a Democrat. After I got out of custody and realized they were both a fucking hoax, I became a libertarian. Both their houses. I became yeah. a libertarian and determined that you could really, you should be able to really do whatever you want, as long as you don't infringe on somebody else's rights. So, yeah, sure. I mean, nothing really surprises me anymore with all the shit that I've seen. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, man, when I saw those whited out ballots in San Diego and I shot the video of it clear as day, I just went. It's not what I thought it was. And, you know, it's funny because shortly thereafter, I went on another Internet radio um, or a radio broadcast and, and webcast. The next day I was blocked from Facebook. But that's another story. Well, I think, you know, we inherently want to, you know, we're all Americans. We want to believe our country's great. And we're brought up to try to think of everything. We want everything to be good. You know, we we want to think everything's positive. And it's just devastating 
when you see people do things that are blatantly wrong, like flight out ballots, and and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to believe your own eyes, you know, and it, it, it especially you being an expert, you know, and, and, and you know serving your country, it, it it goes to a core of your being. It's so disappointing to see such outright, you know, behave, you don't expect that in the United States, and I think we just have to accept that it's, it, you know, it happens and it's going to happen, and. Well, it's something, um, Mary, it's something you would expect to see, like, in a third world country, like in... Yeah, we've like become a banana republic. Chile or something. I know, but I've lived in a third world country, and what the way they do it there, it's just kind of accepted that that, that, that bribe's going to happen, second. or this Andrew, is the way it is. Andrew, we're going to skip this break, Andrew, so don't start jumping to a fucking commercial. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've lived in third world countries also. I've been in, I've done rotten shit for this government in third world countries, and things are corrupt essentially everywhere. But everybody just admits it and they say, oh, that's the way it is. But in the United States, we hide it. We hide the corruption. Well, we hide it, or do, well, we, do we selectively prosecute not, the corruption? We, yeah. Deny it, selective prosecution. Well, yeah. okay, the, the, the U.S. attorney, there's 98 judicial districts in the United States. Federal judicial districts, there's a U.S. attorney for each district. He is the chief federal law enforcement officer for his district. And he is the deciding factor. Essentially, his boss is the attorney, he or she, their boss is the attorney general. But they have wide latitude in determining who's going to be prosecuted and who is not. So they have a lot of, of power. So somebody could commit a crime in one jurisdiction, the, the identical crime, and get charged and somewhere else, well, gee, they're not getting charged. It's kind of like the federal judges, that they are the deciding factor in your sentence used to be the U.S. sentencing guidelines was mandatory. Now they're advisory. So the judge really can give you whatever they want. And the whole idea of the guidelines was to have fair and equal justice. So the person who robbed a bank or did fraud in Florida for $10 million would essentially get the same sentence as the person in California or New York, who committed the identical sentence. It was supposed to be truth in sentencing, but the government perverted it, where they would take the charges and they would shop the charges, and they would look at your indictment and say, well, let's see, we'll give you this, this, and this. All right, well, we're going to add all this up. So this is 25 years here, and it took the sentences out of the judge's hands. Essentially, the judge was rubber stamping the, the conviction when you were sentenced, signing the document. But the prosecutor decided how much time you got based on how they charged you. So now the control has how been... How they write it up. How they write it up. So now the control has been right. given back to the, to the judges, where the judges can really do whatever they want. And it took power away from the prosecutor. And I know of a case... A woman back east in the Carolinas who they keep postponing her sentence because the judge doesn't agree. The judge doesn't even understand, I believe, 
why she's being charged. Are you familiar with that case, Mary? Yeah. You know what I I found recently, and I, there's a change in the subject a little bit, but the Huffington Post wrote an article about ghostwriting where the prosecution actually writes the, you know, when the judge makes his ruling, the uh, prosecution actually writes the judge's ruling, and the judge just signs it. Signs it. That's been that's, going on for years. That's called a proposed right. order. Right. And I'm like, I, I know that happened in my case. Now that I've, I've read the article, I'm like, oh, okay. no wonder here, it didn't make sense. Here is the reasoning behind that. Because a judge can't just arbitrarily issue, well, he can, but it's highly unusual. The judge doesn't just arbitrarily issue an order. The judge has to have a motion before him to rule on, to issue an order on. So if the prosecution goes into court and, and motions the court to do something specific for a specific reason, then the prosecution will write the the order itself based on their motion so that's not necessarily a bad thing unless the, the judge, judge never the judge, bothers to read hold on unless the judge never bothers to read it. it yeah he just agrees with it that's not a court of law that's not we don't need judges if they're just going to do what the prosecution says i was just shocked at that but it's commonplace oh yeah i did it too when i was litigating against the the government, when I was in uh, custody in Latuna, Texas, at El Paso, and I was drawing up and I was filing motions. And I had to, matter of fact, in the local rules, the local rules told you that you had to essentially put in a proposed order as far as what you want. So this has so been adopted the by the... What you want in your order. They want a proposed order, something for the judge to sign. And they file that with the court. They file that proposed order. And the judge, they write like proposed in brackets. Then there's like a dash, and then they put order. And then when the judge signs it, he crosses out proposed. He initials where it says order, and then he signs the bottom of it. So it's all like a neat package. Can I jump in here for a second? Yes. I've got a, uh, a real-time report for you. Uh, I put up a story on Justice News Network. Cliff Arnbeck is an attorney in Ohio who works for Vote Trust, and he has, he has the RICO lawsuit, okay, that's being... It's being uh, that's playing out uh, against the DNC for what they've done to Sanders. I don't know if you've so heard of it or not. So they're doing what's called a civil RICO. Okay. Okay. But what, what the story is, I put that up this afternoon, okay, and Facebook is now blocking it as we speak. You can't, like, you, we can't post it? Like, if, you, if I, had a, I go to your page and pull it up, I can't post it to Facebook? No, no, you, if you go to the page, you can find it. No. What it is, I posted it on Facebook, and what's happening is that the links from that story are going to a Facebook page that says, sorry, something went wrong. We're working to get it as fixed as soon as we can. Go back. Okay, I'm going to go try that. 
you know, you, you got to find the link on Facebook to this story. Well, that's on your you know? page, right? Yeah, because like, what if other yeah. people like to link to your yeah, page? Yeah, it is, as a matter of fact. They'd have to block a whole bunch of people. Yeah, no, yeah, but I mean, the and, and the last three real-time reports to this particular story on JNN from Facebook all have this block on them. Okay, what time? I want to find yeah. that story. What time did you post that, Larry? Maybe one o'clock West Coast time, something like that. What was the title of the story? Okay, let me get it here. Okay, could be one o'clock because it's five. Okay, well, it could. Six yeah, hours. One o'clock this afternoon. Your yeah. last story is uh, is this. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. It, yeah. Right. It was. Be, it was before that. It, the latest from Cliff Arnbeck in Ohio. Better read this one, folks. That's the story title. I don't even see it on your Facebook page. No. No. no, no. Well, maybe I didn't stick it on the fa on my Facebook page. I dumped it to a bunch of groups. No, it's not here. Oh, Unless you geez. did, and they blocked it. Yeah. Well, they could have taken it down. You know, you put up nude folks pictures. You know, they take them down yeah. immediately. You know, I've never had um, any problems. This is ironic, Mary. I have never had any problems with Facebook at all, and I have posted I all kinds. I had, a, I had a friend that had posted some kind of weird picture. You know, a kind of a little bit of nudity at a party, and uh, you know, I saw it, and then it was gone. And they said, you know, well, you on the Lawrence B page there, Mister Levine? I am. Refresh. See, what they tell you, Mary, is they tell you that you violated their standards of service. I got blocked from eBay a couple years ago because I was selling the same product on multiple accounts. And they said that mm -hmm. I violated their terms of service. And because of this, I could never have another eBay account to sell again. I could always buy on them, but they wouldn't let me sell again. Okay, so Larry, you reposted uh, that? Yeah, it's it's the justicenewsnetwork.com. Uh, okay, um, it's something image. you just posted, right? Yeah, I just I just clicked it on. All right, I'm clicking on real -time it. Real-time radio. I'm clicking on it, and it's taking you over to JNN, so it's working here. Yeah, no, I I just I just put it back up. I mean, I just posted this, so it hasn't it hasn't gone into it hasn't been caught by their system yet. Let's see. Let's go back to the traffic report. It seems like they're hot on your trail, Larry. Oh yeah, they are. Hey, we just got one from Switzerland. Um, Covington. I'm not seeing. You're you're what in, in Ventura? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. One, two, let's see, where are you here? Okay, 51 seconds ago. Yeah, okay, that, that, that's that got to be you because it went to that story. It wasn't blocked. But. Well, let's see how long it right takes them to block it, if they block it. Yeah. But you have a history of of having your things blocked now.
I've got four stories about it up on uh, KNN. I don't. I, I never get blocked. These people never block me. But I'm not taking a well, position. Well, you know, you're, you're not raising you're scary, trouble on right? Facebook there, Mr. Levine. You look scary. You know? <laughs> what did you say, Mary? I look scary? You look scary. They're scared of you, Larry. <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, I, I had the local cops pull me over. 3rd of July. My license plate light was out. I got pulled over. My license plate light was out. I didn't have my new registration sticker on the car. I didn't have my proof of insurance. It was expired. Even though I had valid insurance, I just didn't have the new thing in my glove box. I did have the stickers, though, in my glove box, but my license plate light was still out. So it's kind of like iffy. Cop takes my driver's license that I had just renewed, and I had the paper one. Comes back just a few minutes later and says, all right, well, I'm sorry to have troubled with you. Have a good evening. Doesn't have lex- time for you. No lecture, no warning, no ticket, no fix-a-ticket, no nothing. I said, okay, thanks a lot. Drove off. You know, somebody pointed out, who knows what it says in their computer about me. Yeah. Well, they were probably looking for, you know, they were probably looking for drunk drivers and you smelled okay, so move on. Yeah, well, they they're, run the plate. They're... It was right here. The sheriff pulled me over. Ventura County Sheriff, and it's right here in the town that I live in. So they ran the plate. No, yeah, this guy lives here. So who knows? Yeah, they, all, they, they were looking for tourists. Yeah, someone to fuck with. I always donate to the toy drives at Christmas. The sheriff, the fire department, the uh, highway patrol. Keeps yeah, my, here's keeps, another one. What do we got there? Another, uh, let's see, now this one come, pulls up uh, leaving Facebook. You have followed a link on Facebook.com that redirects to another website, HTTP, JusticeNewsNetwork.com. Uh, this is a petition. Change org. This isn't that one. This trying to clip. find it. It's another one. You know, go back or follow the link. Well, you know. you know what? Why don't you post that, Larry? Post that story on Street Justice with Larry Levine. Can you do that? Okay. Can you share it? Yeah, the uh, the one that they blocked. The share it on the, Street the... Justice. Let's see if they yeah, block sure. it on my page. Uh, the the Cliff one, the the the, the one the Ohio, the Ohio lawyer. Okay, yeah, I'm that's trying Facebook. To... Free justice? Yeah. Okay. Here's something new that just came out on Associated Press. The Clinton campaign computer service used by the campaign has been hacked. <laughs> well, then see, that, that, that messes up all the discovery so they can't use it. Computer service used by the campaign of Hillary Clinton was hacked as part of a broader reach of the DNC, an intrusion for which the Russian government is a leading suspect, the campaign said. The breach affected a DNC data analysis analytics program used by the campaign and other organizations, according to the campaign. It said outside security experts reviewing the campaign's computer system had found no evidence that our internal systems have been compromised. So it wasn't done internally. It was from the outside. All right, I'm back. 
mess up. Hey, we're going to cut to a commercial. So we'll be right back here with you on Street Justice with Larry Levine on the BBM Global Network and on uh, PirateRadio.network. So thanks for listening. The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 BC when the Sumerians invented the first written language and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 BC to the time that men began achieving political power around 3000 BC. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gift artist Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears uniquely created in colors of individuals astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com and for astrology consulting visit AstrologyConsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com Larry Levine, self-taught in criminal law and tired of seeing people getting ripped off or burned by the system, is ready to talk one-on-one with you. It's not about who's right or wrong. It's who's a better liar. And now the host of Street Justice, Larry Levine. Welcome back to the Street Justice Show here on PirateRadio.network and on BBMGlobalNetwork.com. Joined by Larry Alger, who is a political activist and the publisher of the Justice News Network, and Mary, who is a judicial activist. And we've been talking about Bernie Sanders, fraud at the DNC, Hillary Clinton's emails. Also, we're talking about a post that Larry had put up linking to uh, the Justice News Network. He's claiming Facebook has blocked the post. And people aren't able to link to it. And when they click on it, it takes them to a uh, a non-existent page or a trouble page. Yeah, a bridges know. out page. You can't you know. get there from here. What do you think, Mary? Should we take bets on Debbie Wasserman Schultz getting indicted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to do that. And then we follow up in a couple of weeks. Nobody's even mentioned it in the news. Well, I think what somebody should do, I mean, this this racketeering that Larry Alger came up with from this lawyer touches on it. But if a legal, even a legal student, a law student, somebody with much more knowledge than me, I could break it out, sort of. 
were to take the alleged acts that she did, whatever they were, and apply those to the U.S. sentencing guidelines and Title 18 of the U.S. Code, the criminal code, and determine, well, what should this woman really be charged with? And what would her sentence really be? That would be the interesting thing. And are they well, going to hit her with bet, it? No, no. Okay, I'm going to put my what my bet is. My bet is that she's going to go brunette, disappear. <laughs> I think she's going to slide into Never Never Land, and we're not going to hear much about her. Until the, uh, until the Republicans need to bring her up again? Right. I think I think Bernie's so, being nice, and I think I think he's trying to be a team player and be on the lowdown. But I think it'll come back around, and I think by the time it comes back around, she's going to be she's going to be somewhere else. Somebody not gonna, needs she's not going to be around. Somebody needs to be indicted, and somebody needs to be convicted. So what they're going to have to do is find an Oliver North, somebody who could fall on the yeah. sword and be the fall, the fall guy. guy. And I think she could be the fall guy. I think she's not big enough. I think she could be the fall guy. Perhaps. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. She's she's probably got all the dirt. Got the you, DMC you dirt. I don't. I, I don't think she's. And you know what? And I don't think Debbie Wasserman Smith is any kind of you know. Ollie North was a soldier. He kept his mouth shut. <laughs> I don't think yeah. he has She'll start yeah. blabbing if they start talking jail. Yeah. Well, the only way to silence her then is a bullet. Yep. Yeah, they, they know how to do that. Money and put her off a Caribbean island somewhere. She'll be all right. Like, sorry, you have to too. go now. <laughs> Sorry, you got yeah, yeah. That's my prediction. Okay, what are y'all betting on? I'm betting on she's going to go underground. What y'all? What are y'all going to bet? Nothing. Uh, I'm betting she ends up getting charged, and she's going to claim that she didn't really have knowledge of certain things, and she's going to try to point the finger at people that were beneath her in the DNC. But then. I mean, I haven't read these emails, but if these emails directly implicate her, I mean, where is her defense? They would have to say yeah, that these emails aren't even real. Yep, that's the only way. Oh, no, they were doctored. I didn't write that. Reasonable doubt. And they'll say, well, they were doctored in <laughs> Russia. Okay, now who was... Okay, now we get down to who... You know, you got some guys keeping the books for the women. Who's the bookkeeper back here moving the money around? Maybe they're the fall guys. Who, who's who's moving the money and taking, moving that twenty-seven dollar donation around? True, and you know okay. what? They won't be able to. They won't be able to put the finger on any one person. <clears throat> and then, then Mary, they can claim it was a computer error. Yep, spam catcher. Sorry. Somebody's going to talk. Somebody's so, going to talk. So where does the money now? Technically, that money was meant for Bernie, so the money got diverted. 
So, does this mean the Clinton campaign has to pay back the Sanders campaign? Well, you know, I'm not familiar with the the details of the suit yet, and I don't think it's been filed. I think it's still being formulated, you know. Um, well, okay, civil RICO, regular RICO, criminal RICO, racketeering. It, it's like a criminal organization where they have committed, it's like I was charged with racketeering, where you committed two or more crimes during a certain period of time that fall within the racketeering statute. Civil RICO, though, where an individual can actually go after an organization and claim that they engaged in a pattern of fraudulent and illegal activity that encompass several different areas. And it's it's kind of like a civil RICO case. I thought about drawing one up against the Justice Department when I was in custody, showing how the different government agencies conspired against me and others to commit crimes or fabricate crimes that didn't really happen and then throw the prison staff in that they were part of this massive conspiracy. But there's a lot involved in doing that, and subsequently I did not file that. But they said that I remember reading a ruling by a Supreme Court justice. Let me see if I can find that, where he said civil RICO was like a thermonuclear bomb to the court system. Let's see, civil RICO, nuclear bomb. It was like a very well-put-together ruling. Nuclear treaty, bomb hits San Juan, civil RICO, uh, filed Clinton civil RICO complaint, Freedom Watch. Yep, there's another one. There's a bunch of them out there, man. Civil RICO is a big deal. Yeah, is that the one out of Ohio in this Armbeck uh, character? Uh, let me see. Civil RICO. Uh, Clinton filed civil Clint RICO. Armbeck. Hold on, Robert I'm pulling Ferakis. it up now. It's pulling it up now. No, Larry Clayman, plaintiff. This was out of Florida versus Hillary Rodham Clinton and William Jefferson Clinton. It's Trial another by RICO, jury. Though, the Clinton one. Foundation. Hey, they threw in. Uh, they threw in Chelsea also. Uh, yep. That's, that's <laughs> nice. The plaintiff sues. Oh, okay. Here, plaintiff sues the defendants as individuals operating a criminal enterprise. This isn't about what you were just talking about, Larry, for violating no, the plaintiff's statutory different. rights to obtain documents under the Freedom of Information Act, for violating uh -huh. due process, vested property rights, constitutional rights, manipulating property. The defendants have systematically and continuously over the last year, last 10 years or more, conducted a corrupt enterprise in violation of the RICO Act, all which are continuing in nature. As grounds thereof, the plaintiff alleges the following. Uh, what does it say here? RICO addresses the corrupt abuse and misuse covertly of organizations, entities, businesses, institutions, or even governments or government agencies such that superficially legitimate entities actually operate for criminal purposes irrelevant to the entity's purpose. 
So I, I guess you could kind of say that the Democratic National Committee was operating as a criminal organization, if you apply it to this. Yep. They weren't operating legitimately under their public charter. Therefore, yep. I mean, this this woman, she was the chairman of the DNC? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just wondering how many people, if it were me, and I had a job bookkeeping or doing anything, that I would quit and run. I mean, you know, how many people have quit their jobs because they've exposed they've done that wrong and illegally? And like you said, Larry, it, 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 it's, it's a conspiracy. I mean, if, if they wanted, somebody wanted to um, prosecute, they could prosecute a, a lot of people. Oh, yeah, they can shit. They could. Mail fraud, wire fraud, I, was, I mean, you name it. It's all right I was in a I was in a dark chat room, okay, you know, the dark web. Okay? Yeah. And doing some research. And there was this, you know, it's all anonymous, you know. I mean, the dark web is all anonymous. And there was this guy who was allegedly part of the DOJ who was an analyst for the DOJ. And basically, people were talking to him. It was before Clinton. Was Clinton going to be indicted? It was before Comey came out and gave her a pass. And he said, it won't happen because the government can't indict itself. Over 50% of the government is guilty of RICO um, violations. Well, that's why you the have people civil in the RICO. government. Civil RICO yeah. can be brought as a civil complaint by an individual against yeah. a government organization or against. But he was talking about the DOJ's position, okay? He was yeah, talking specifically it's, it's, about they, the DOJ's yeah, position. The DOJ is involved. Yeah, so and and he said that bring a it'll never happen because because half of the government is in violation of the RICO statutes. Right, I believe that. Stop and think about the implications of that, Mister Levine. We're going to cut to a commercial. This is a DOJ so, analyst. Yeah, right. we're going to cut to a commercial. This is our final commercial of today's show, and we'll be right back with you here on Street Justice with Larry Levine. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia daly Lipe is a renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Steve Fagan, and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate 
to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. Working with a life coach, you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion, and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach, and I'm here for you. Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAndAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701. And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together. Larry Levine, self-taught in criminal law and tired of seeing people getting ripped off or burned by the system, is ready to talk one-on-one with you. It's not about who's right or wrong. It's who's a better liar. And now the host of Street Justice, Larry Levine. Welcome back to Street Justice with Larry Levine. Uh, Call in, 844-PIRATE-1. We want to talk to you. We're although we're wrapping up the show right now. We've got about what how much time we got left, Andrew? Six minutes, seven minutes? We got nine minutes left. Wow. I can't my, my clock must be a little bit off. Or maybe it's the Jack Daniels I've been sipping for the last half hour. It's one of the two. Maybe I'm a little off. So, Larry, what do you see happening with the with this lawsuit against Bernie Sanders? Oh, not against Bernie. Against against the DNC, the DNC against Hillary. Well, first of all, there's so many of them. Okay, Uh, I know I'm a party to two separate actions by one uh, law firm, one in San Diego because I've got the evidence, right, and one actually in San Bernardino for um, not. Not the ROV, but uh, polling irregularities, uh, irregularities at the polling places, uh, poll worker instructions, um, people getting the wrong ballots, uh, you know, being given the wrong ballots. Uh, San Bernardino's pretty clean, okay? You know, I think they're doing a little stretch on that. But, you know, San Diego's dirty as, dirty as hell. Uh it's going to be hard to say, Larry, where it all, what the final shakeout is, because there are so, there's so much to work with. You know, I mean, New York has got on its own. They've fired people. Uh, they've they've apologized. Uh, they are supposedly have a convened a commission to redo their so, so their, what can their is, bureau of elections. What can happen, Larry, is this could go on for years and years because you know nothing yep. goes quick. Yep. Yeah, I know. What do you think Bernie's going to do? What 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 place is he going to take now? What, you know, what do you think? I'm in t- I'm in touch with I'm in touch with a lot of the campaign people, and I don't think Bernie's made a decision about what he's going to do yet. You know, he's the the official line right to the media is he's going back to the uh, the Senate as an independent. He's uh, officially, as of today, he has left the Democratic Party. So that's out. Oh, yeah, really? that's, that's that's what re- that's yeah, that's official. what reporting showed. The latest reporting is yeah. Uh, well, 
it's official as I can. I'll talk about it online because I've got reliable sources. I haven't seen it out of the New York Times, or I, you know, I, I haven't seen it out of the LA Times yet. But you know, I've seen other I've seen other reports that you know that he has officially left the Democratic Party. But you know, I don't know that that's the truth either. Uh, I don't think Bernie knows what he's going to do. But you know, my my preference, what I would like to see him do, is to. Uh, us and come to an agreement and take advantage of uh, Jill Stein's offer to head the uh, Green Party ticket, and she would take the back seat as VP and go out and make a strong third-party run. Because personally, I think Bernie and Jill Stein, if they teamed up, could win. There are so many pissed-off people. They've got enough time. If they did it now and got a start. They've got, yep. they've got time. Yep. And you know, and I, I've got no, yeah, I've got no official uh, or even inside word that that's that, that decision Somebody has been made yet. Somebody could put money into it. Yeah. Well, I I talked to I talked to somebody yesterday who said you can't say anything, so I'm not going to be you know specific, but uh, allegedly there is a large sum of money that has become some suddenly available to facilitate something like that. And you know who Bruce Carter is, the black men for Bernie guy sure. that's been floating around the country? Okay. Bruce Carter has been, since he was in Hollywood four or five weeks ago at, at, the, at the Still Sanders um, gig where they closed down Hollywood Bowl, or Sunset Boulevard right in front of CNN, and had like 3,000 people show up. Well, Bruce made a speech then that I videotaped, and in that he was talking about half a billion for Bernie. Um, making, you know, putting together a $500 million fund from the $27, $27 donors and from the people who were tired and fed up. And funny thing, last night somebody sent me this brand new deal it's on Act Blue, and it's OurRevolution.com, and there's not much there right now. There's obviously donation, but there's no no solid information. But my senses tell me that this is going to be this is the start of the front end of the the third party movement for donation. OurRevolution.com. So maybe Bernie could ask for that money that should have went to him, and they could use that to fund the other party. Yeah, that'll be tied up for a long time. You know that, but uh, you don't think I, Hillary's I really just going to take out the checkbook and write a check? I would love to see something like that. I would like to see something like that. I think that would be. There's millions of us that want to see something like that, and like I said, yeah. let me harken back and close it with this: uh, America's got to get off the couch. They got to get off their ass. Uh, it's not just about the checkbook. You got to knock on your neighbor's door and say, "Hey, are you a, are you happy with the way life is? Are you know? Uh, are you are you are you okay? Are you okay with, with 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 poor folks like us getting shot in the back and nothing happens unless there's cell phone video of it? You know, um, that's what America has to do. And I'll tell you, I'm out there waving the flag and leading the charge." And I'll do whatever I can to, to help take down the power of the oligarchs that control this company. Company, yeah, it's Freudian slip. But 
That's what I got on that one, Larry. It's, it's in progress, it's happening, and there's enough people, and there's enough consciousness behind it that something's going something's to float to the surface, and it ain't going to be a turd, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary, make your closing statement, because we're just about out of time here. No, I, have, I respect people like you that want to fight the fight and have the energy and uh, fighting for justice, and I appreciate the work that you do. And I'm going to send uh, the link to your website to all my friends, and um, I enjoyed Well, thank you, Mary. To you. It's a yeah. crazy and, world and that's what we, we live gotta in. We've got to be involved. How many weeks until the um, election? What was it? How much time? Uh, we're about three months out. Three there months out. Time. You get time. Things could change in three months. A lot, cha- a lot changes in a few months. And half a billion would make a big difference there, uh, Mr. Levine. Yes, it would. I would settle. So many half a, that just half don't a billion care. for Bernie. Half a billion half for a Bernie. Billion That's for a good Bernie. one. That could be a new yeah, movement. A, a, br- a billion for Bernie. Well, we'll, we'll but there's take so half, many or, people that are just. They don't know who to vote for. They're just so in the middle. I mean, there, I, there's there's so many people out there that are just so disgusted with both parties. That, uh, yep, I could, and they're I fed up with the corruption. Right. I could see it happening. I could, if, it, if it could happen, it, you know, if, the, if the third party could make a dent, it would be this election. Yes, it could. Hey, the next time, time is ripe. Yeah, next, next time on your next show... Invite me back, and we'll talk about Trump as a straw man put-up job. Yeah, I've heard that story. All right. We got about 15 seconds left. We're out of time. Larry Alger, publisher of the Justice News Network and political activist, thanks for joining us. Mary, judicial activist, I appreciate you coming on to the show. We'll be back with you next week on Street Justice with Larry Levine. Thanks for listening, and have a good day. Tune in next week for more straight-up, no-holds-barred talk from the host of Street Justice, Larry Levine. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.